My my uncle had a barbershop in his house. My great grandfather had his own barbershop. My my grandfather could cut my swing, so my dad would cut us sometimes. And uh, even like yeah, I was five years old, and if my shape up wasn't right, I was upset. You know, <laughs> as, a, you know as a kid, you know. So, right. So it's like you know I was, he was always. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County, getting insight into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success. Hello, Prince George's County. Today is January 27th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, Heavenly gets deep into men's fashion and the beauty industry. How much energy should a man put into his appearance? Find out from Heavenly Bee and our Prince Georgian of the day, coming up right after the weather. In today's weather, a high temperature will be right around 50 degrees, with our low dropping back down to right around freezing. You'll want to get up early to scrape your windshield tomorrow. For the high temperature tomorrow will be 40 degrees, with the low dropping down into the 30s. Then we'll get back up to the mid-40s for Wednesday, and there's virtually no chance of rain nor snow over the next couple days. According to the National Weather Service, our sunrise is at 7.20. Our sunset will take place at 5.16 this afternoon. That's the weather for today, January 27, 2020. Stay with us after Heavenly Bee and our Prince Georgian of the day, Wade the Barber. We'll bring you news from the desk of Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian shares shock over the death of basketball great Kobe Bryant, the coronavirus hits Maryland, and a shooting in Capitol Heights. Find out more after this. Right now, though, let's hear from our Prince Georgian of the day, Wade the Barber. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Heavenly B, here with the Prince George's Daily. And today I'm sitting here with none other than the Wade the Barber, um, Barber Extraordinaire, and I, I like to say the inventor of the man weave, but I think he just capitalized on that. Say hello to my people. Hey, how you doing, everybody? <laughs> okay, so yes, let's talk about first of all before we get into uh the actual craft. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up in the um DMV area? Yeah, I grew up in well in Annapolis. Uh out there just a little past Bowie. You know, we the capital of Maryland, you know, everybody <laughs> thinks it's in Baltimore, but it's Annapolis, you know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, grew up in Annapolis. Um, pretty much all my life, and um, uh, yeah, man, I used to, I used to always be in PG though. I used to always hang out with PG because you know, okay, and that didn't have much going on, but yeah. From the DMV area, cool. So you never yeah. moved away, never left, because I always ask that because yeah. some people, you know, migrate here and 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 they never leave. They love DC, they love Maryland. Yeah, but you just yeah. say I'm yeah, staying it's, here. It's a, cool, it's a cool area, man. You know, you right. You right by Virginia. You can go to Philly, New York, if you want to. Like, right. You know, so centrally located for real. Um, so yeah, people always ask me all the time, like, "Oh, you'll never, you know, why you ain't never move or you didn't never leave?" And also too, because I, I was blessed to have, you know, what I'm saying to be able to travel young. Right. So like even when I got out of uh, out of high school, I just wanted to see the world. I just wanted to travel. So sometimes it feel like I don't I don't live here because I be gone so much. Right. But when I'm home, I do enjoy it. You know. And I always tell Especially people, it's it's no place like home to be honest. Because I don't even care if I stay in the states and travel. I'm always ready to come back home <laughs> after yep. a certain amount of time. Yo, that's real. That's real. I mean, I'd be out the country and everything. And it's, it's it's really nothing. It's it's no place like home. Like no place like America. I'm, yeah. out, I'm out of the country a lot, 
and then you know everybody would, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to move to Europe. I want to move here, but it's cool to visit. You know, it's good to get the experiences, but it's still nothing like America. You know, right. um, and it's you know we we're blessed here, man. I think sometimes we take that for granted. We do. We definitely do. Mm-hmm. Well, tell yeah. me. First of all, or tell my listeners, because I already know, what the name of your <laughs> business is and what services you provide. All right. So, uh, well, the name of my, uh, my, my shops are the W Hair Loft. So we have two in Maryland and one in Atlanta now. And um, uh, I'm, I'm Wade the Barber. I go, you know, I go around doing the hair units. You guys call it the man weave. <laughs> I call it hair units. <laughs> um, that's kind of what, uh, what has blown me up in the last five years. I'm doing those, and um, so I have people that come from all over the world that come get their hair done, so it's like hair restoration or yeah. hair replacement, should I say. Um, <clears throat> you know, we use human hair, uh, sometimes synthetic, uh, to, to give people that look again, you know. A lot right. Of people have, have lost their hair, and not just men, but women as well, uh, lost their hair due to alopecia, mm-hmm. uh, um, cancer, lupus, and different diseases. Um, that you know affect affect the hair, and uh, so that's why I come in place, man. Just giving people that confidence back. Absolutely, and uh, I come from the beauty industry too. I actually uh, been doing hair for over twelve years, so I understand oh, wow. the whole dynamic, right? But it's so interesting when I'm talking to people, I'm like amazed by your work. So I'm telling people, like, look at this. You didn't know this was a weave, did you? Like, I'm like going around promoting, right? So, so yeah. men ask me all the time, like. And women are like, like, would you date a man who has a man weave? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the question. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I would because yeah. we wear, I wear weave all the time. Like, that's my thing. Yes. See, I'm glad you you don't you ain't got that double standard. You know right. A lot of y'all that got that double standard, you wear weave all day, but then when, when you do get you get him one. You now you're mad. Uh uh-uh. uh, I mean my man can wear man weave, but I told him the same way that y'all tell us. As long as I don't see your track, as long as I don't see, <laughs> we good. I get it. I get it. I I, I totally support that. Perfect. For sure, for sure. So what got you? Um, first let me find out what got you into barbering, and then we'll talk about how you transition into um the units. Uh, well, I, I got into barbering. Um, I've been cutting my hair since I was 12. I, you know, I've been uh, experimenting when I was at the age of 12, and I didn't take it take it seriously until about age. Uh, I was probably about 18, 19 or so. I started um, like just cutting other people's hair, uh, and then I went to school around the age of 20, 21 mm-hmm. um, uh, to, to get my license as a barber. But I tried, man. I, I was a painter's maintenance uh, guy. I did paper boy. I was I worked in retail. Um, I used to answer phones for companies and different stuff like that, but I wasn't passionate about nothing other than barbering. So I went to uh, Amarillo Community College for about two years, dropped out of that, and uh, went to barber school. But I low-key think that um, it's probably, you know, I know it was destined. Yeah. Uh, my father would cut. My my uncle had a barbershop in his house. My great-grandfather had his own barbershop. My, my grandfather could cut. My and So my dad would cut us sometimes. And uh, even, like, yeah, I was five years old, and, if my shape wasn't right, I was upset, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, as a kid, you know. So, right. So it's like, you know, I was, we was always uh, particular about our hair, um, but I got into doing it, and, I, you know, that was the only thing I was passionate about, man. I, You know, I did the whole college thing and was trying to uh, work a nine-to-five and go to college. And, stuff, and, and none of that worked. But, yeah, it just, it just didn't work for me. So I think that's, that's where it kind of all got started, and I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pursue the barbering thing. 
I didn't think it was uh, technically a lucrative business, though. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, didn't, I never saw anybody or any barber that was um, pretty much, like, technically, I, I would say well-off. Or, right, wealthy. You know, like, it, 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 yeah, it wasn't like a thing, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make a bunch of money, you know? It was just something that I was passionate about. Right. And then once I, when I, once I got into school, uh, that's when I started cutting Little Mo. She's coming to the barber school, her and her people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in some barber school, and then, then it was like, Oh wow! <laughs> now I'm kind of celebrity. So then it was like, then I ended up having the celebrity barber title, you know? Wow! So from from traveling with her and after that and all that stuff, a lot of doors start opening, and then it was like, oh wow, yo, you can make money with this. this yes. Is crazy! I didn't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like every year, I just challenge myself more. to get better and progress and take my business more seriously. She kind of helped me along the way with just with the whole branding thing mm-hmm. and marketing, marketing my business, you know. Um, and uh, I, I was, like, probably one of the first barbers in my area that had a website. You know, nobody right. was taking this, they crafted to that to that level, having their own website and promoting themselves and going to the next level. So I think those are the type of things that set me apart. And, yeah. And um, it's, it's, been, it's been an awesome journey from there. And them lines be sharp, too. That set you apart, too. Now- <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Now, um... Yeah. You talk about Mo, and I, I'm sure she'll be very happy that you gave her some a uh, shout out for that, because um, people forget forget to shout yeah. out the people that helped them along the way, and it's important to know that we can't do this alone. But yeah. what made you? Did you know as soon as you started barbering that you were going to actually open up shops? Was that the no. plan? No, that was not. That was not the plan. I'm not going to even lie, man. I didn't have no no. Uh, no two, two, ten step program plan that I just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like you was this, winging it. Like that. A lot of times we have plans and they don't go the way, you know, they don't go the way we want, you know, sometimes. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of faith, you know, and I believe, yeah. I believe that I step to order. Uh, I know everybody may not believe in God and stuff like that, but I do. You know, right. I know it's worse for me. So at the end of the day, and I always trust God to just kind of just lead me and lead my path, you know what I mean? And just help me to uh, fulfill my destiny and my purpose. So however that is, it's like, okay, I know, yeah, this is, I know Barbara I'm passionate about. So I'm like, okay, a lot of times our passion and our purpose go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times your purpose, uh, you will fulfill your purpose through your passions and your giftings. You know what I mean? So, yes. Um, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm here to help others. You know, we are all here to help others. You know what I'm saying? Whatever arena you're gifted in. So whether it is you, uh, in, in, on the radio, you know, you're mm-hmm. on radio right now, you're inspiring, motivating. That's your purpose. That's part of your, that's part of your purpose. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, different, each, each of us has different gifts. And I just believe you, you, you know, you got to fulfill your purpose through your gift. So with barbering, it wasn't like, yeah, I want to open those shops. It was just more so I'm here. I love cutting. I love helping people. And then it just kind of gradually get, got to that point. Now, every most barbers do want to have their own shop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but not for everybody it's um, work you know everybody can't have a shop every barber can't have a shop some of us gotta work <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and say and, that and, again and some of us gotta else. work something so poor somebody else <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so um gradually i got to a certain point in my career uh and I, other people kind of pushed me to get a shop okay i ain't gonna lie like like you know shops are not always lucrative and i was right. meeting last night like shops are not always um you know, as lucrative as you would like them to be, unless you have a big space that you're going to have a bunch of barbers and stylists in it. 
paying booth rent or paying or doing commission. Yeah. You know, and in our in our in our communities, we don't we don't, we don't really do like a commission. <laughs> we hate commission. So, <laughs> yeah. So for a business owner, it's not as as lucrative unless you're doing commission. Yep. Um, but um, but I think even if you do commission as a business owner, you got to be fair to your to your employees Absolutely. and to your staff and all that stuff. So. Um, yeah, but so I got pushed into it in a sense. You know, I was content just doing, I had a little suite, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a, you know, the salon suite. So yep. I was doing that for two years. And, um, you know, sometimes you just grow. You just go to a point where, I had, and then I had people that kind of pushed me out of that suite and was like, man, you need to shop. You need to shop. What are we going to do? What are we, we going to do? And so things worked out. I was blessed. I got my first shop, and then it just started growing. It's like, okay, now now I'm getting momentum now. It's like, all right, I can't stop here. I got to keep going, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it just, it just kind of happened like that. You know, I did. After a while, I started having vision. I was like, okay, I need to have, um, so I can make more impact, I want to have locations in different cities yeah. in different states. So now that's why I did, um, you know, Atlanta, and, and, you know, we're working on L.A. and New York. I know that's uh, right. After that. So Doing big yeah, things. Man, so, yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate okay. it. Okay, awesome. So let me ask you this. If you think back, though, I know you said, like, you got pushed into this, but if you think back to your childhood, did you kind of have the entrepreneurial knack or no, it just all developed yeah. <laughs> later? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it, it started early. You know what I'm saying? I can remember as a kid, me and my brother making T-shirts. We would take regular T-shirts and then sew a jean patch on it. And I was, I've always been an artist or a creative, in my, you know, from a, from a child, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I used to draw mm-hmm. all the time. I do, I'm also a musician. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm a musician. I've been playing since I was like eight. Um, playing the drums when I was, when I was eight, and then I started playing the keyboard uh, piano when I was like 10, um, 10, 10 years old or whatever. I didn't really pick it up until I was like 12, though. But, yeah, so like art and, and that creative, it's already been in me, but entrepreneurship kind of came from, uh, seeing my parents, my father had his own painting and maintenance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, she had a uh, she had a barber. I mean, not a uh, not a barber school. Excuse me, a driving school. And um, like you know, they they've always been entrepreneurs, you know? right? So, so they rubbed off we naturally. Had that example, even though they didn't like hold our hands through it, but we always had that example of you know just stepping out and doing your own thing. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I think you always have fear with it. But at the same time, you kind of, if you had an example, it's kind of like you, you got the extra nudge in your back, like, all right, go ahead and do it, you know? Yes. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's, 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 it's cool. I would say, yeah, the entrepreneurial spirit kind of. It's been in you from an early age. Yeah. Okay. So what have been the most rewarding parts of your journey? And then after you tell me that, let me know what the most challenging challenging parts were. Um, I think the most rewarding part of my journey now is just seeing the impact that I'm making, you know, just having people like people always hit me and, and just telling me how, how inspired and motivated they are. And just how like I was just in London not too long ago, maybe about um, two months ago. And, uh, you know, one of my students, because I teach the classes on the units and one of my students, you know, that lived there, um, you know, wanted to meet up with me because I, I was coming and, was like, man, listen, I just wanted to meet up with you. I just wanted to just personally just tell you, thank you, man. Just like, just telling me how much money they're making and how much impact they're making all the mm-hmm. way in Europe. You know what I mean? And so like, just all the way, around, you know, all the way around the board. Just you know, from social media, man. Um, I've been blessed to be able to really touch so many lives uh, through through social media and through um, even personal interaction with people and stuff like that, man. Um, and just helping a lot of barbers and stylists. 
to be able to earn more of an income, um, helping them just to better their craft, and yeah, their business sense. Um, so that is the most rewarding thing. That's what keeps me going, you know, because yeah. sometimes you get complacent, you get tired, and it's like, all right, I did enough. Like, I'm going yeah. to just sit and rest now. But it's like that, That when I hear that, it's like more motivation. And I just want to fulfill, keep fulfilling my purpose, you know, yes. and uh, fulfilling what God has needed here to do, you know what I mean, through hair. Uh, and it's it's these lives of touch. Even people that don't even do hair, like hit me like, yo, you you making me want to get my own business. I don't even do hair, like I don't cut or nothing. Right. But you know what I'm saying? You 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 inspiring me. I ain't gonna and lie. So I ain't going to lie. I told my clients, I was like, I'm about to start doing man weaves. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to go back and get my barber license, too. Hey, I was inspired. Hey, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what's up. Bro. I'm not going to do it, though. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you know, listen, if it's, my thing is just as long as it's a passion of yours and something that you really want to do, I say go after it. You know what I mean? So What it know, was was. Only you can tell that. Yeah. Know? I know it's not, but the thing was that was at the time I was looking for a way to continue to add on to my business, my already current yeah. services, and I and because weave has always been my number one service, um, yeah. I was like, hey, this is like a a good um addition, of course. But I've, my my clientele was women, not men. So <laughs> yeah, but no, but listen, mm-hmm. so, but I do a lot of women though. You know what I'm saying, like. Uh, and that's another when we talk about rewarding rewarding things like uh, you know I have women that come to me come to me for they have cancer allergies mm-hmm. stuff like that even lupus and uh, man recently you know like I love especially I love the older women that come to me man mm-hmm. they just, uh, it's, it's just something like you're looking at that looking at them as uh, like mother grandmother figures you know what I'm yes. saying? I don't have my grandmother anymore but um, one lady, man, she she almost had me in tears because she started crying once she got it done and was like, you know, this is the most beautiful she's ever felt. Wow. And, and it's seeing that impact with people, like, literally in tears after they get the service. Like, that's something you can't buy that. You can't, right. That's not, you can't, that's feeling you cannot buy. You know what I mean? And it's, it's it, I don't know, it's, it's dope, man. I that's rewarding. That. That's very rewarding. So yeah. what was the moment that made you say that you wanted to incorporate this into your business? Like, how were you first introduced to it and, you know, decided, yeah, I, hey? Well, I tell this story all the time. Like, uh, there was a young lady named Brittany. Um, she she was at the shop. She's uh, She she does hair, uh, and she did she did locks. Like, that was her main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the, the locks is the, was, her, was her specialty at the time, and... Um, she was adding hair to dread. I mean, uh, you know, adding the, the hair to the lock and like it the lock extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she pulled out that hair, I was like, whoa, 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 wait. like I even know they sold Afro hair. Like I always mm-hmm. see the long really, the Brazilian and all that stuff, but I didn't even know. And so it was like a light, a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, yo, we got, you know, what I'm saying we got to figure out a way to do this for God. And you know, we put our heads together. We did a sewing on a on a, uh, one of my clients and. But, you know, after that, it was just like, okay, well, everybody can't get this sewing. So I had to learn different other techniques and, and, and methods in order to, to, so everybody could get something done. So it was a lot of trial and error, man. I went to a few hairstylists, kind of learned some things, mm-hmm. and then, you know, just kind of add my own thing and made it my own. So you, you feel like you invented this thing? I'm not going to say I invented it, but I definitely uh, feel, you know, I know I made it a, a more popular or worldwide. Like, right. Uh, you know, bringing more attention to it. You know, there was some stylists that was doing it before me. You know, um, but but you perfected uh, you know, it. <clears throat> you perfected right. it, and you and you marketed it. Okay. Marketed. 
So tell me uh, the the most challenging parts of being an entrepreneur. And then um, I would like to know what your legacy will be, what you want your okay. legacy to be. Uh, well, most challenging is probably, you know, when you, you uh, for me, because I'm, I, I, I'm a, I'm a genuine dude, and I and I I try to I care about people, you know, and I, yeah. and I care from my heart, you know. So when you're doing business, sometimes you kind of you gotta lead with your heart, but but really not leave. It's having that good balance where you, it's yeah, good, you know, it's, it's not about it's not personal, uh, and then it's like, um, you know, I train you train barbers, you you know, you help people out, and then they don't. They they leave you high and dry, or they 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 be disrespectful. Yeah, like been, I'll take I'll take Bob's under my wing, and then you know I gotta find out you leaving the shop on Instagram, or mm-hmm. you know you didn't even have the decency to tell me that you leaving. Like you just you just like you know like like oh yeah I got what I needed I'm out you know. So it's just sometimes you know dealing with different situations where you may feel disrespected or whatever you know what I mean. And you just gotta you take it kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I've gotten it down now, though. I've been experiencing so much foolishness over the years. I've, I've been in business for myself as far as with the shop uh, over eight years now. So it's just like, all right, I, I learned how to deal with it and move now. But and you can recognize it early. Time, yeah, one time it was, it was a challenge, you know, I think. But, uh, you know, it's growing pains, you know. Yeah. I've never, I've never managed people before I opened the shop. I've never uh, been in charge or responsible for anybody uh, until I opened the shop, so it, it taught it taught me how to man up a little bit. It taught me how to you know grow and 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 lead you know lead a business, you know what I mean, and not just be uh, you know not care not not care so much where you let you let you, the the personal relationships get in the in the way, you know what I mean? Because yeah. At the end of the day, you you working with these people all the time, you know y'all 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 hang out and y'all become you know a family. Then it's like the disrespect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, People just act like you never did nothing for them, you know. It's just almost like, almost like you give, almost in the sense where it's like you give somebody money, like you got a cousin that that you know that you you look out for, and then the one time you don't give them nothing, it's like oh you ain't nothing, you, ain't uh-huh. nothing. you know what I'm saying? It's like you forget everything else I did. Oh, for like, one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I feel it, you. It, you know, for sure. So I would say that's probably the only major challenge that I've had in my career you know what i'm saying it's balancing that out okay so what would you like your legacy to be if you could paint the perfect picture of what you will be remembered by um well i mean i i I really i don't necessarily want to just be remembered by that that's the dude that do the weeds you know right um i want to be remembered by you know just making sure that people continue to follow their dreams and follow their passion and and you know what I'm saying, and, and and help people. You know, being a being being a light and just inspiring and motivating others. You know what I mean. And keeping I, my thing is like I've been blessed. Like I feel like we've helped the barber industry go to the next level as far as even being able to offer more services and offer more more uh, you to even make more money for your family and for your for your people and for your generation. So it's like. You know what I mean? And just like keeping that thing going, you know, uh, and offering, you know, just being being one of the best, uh, uh, being professional, and just you know, what I'm saying, just taking, making sure we know that you know you you are your brand. You know yes. What I mean? So take things seriously. You yes. Know? And it's not just look at it as, a, as look at it as a hustle. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. 
I want you to tell our listeners how they can connect with you on social media and or your website. Yep. On all social media outlets, it's Wade the Barber. Uh, my website is wadethebarber.com. Uh, you can find me on all, all social media outlets and uh, and my website. You know what I mean? So. Awesome. But well, thank you so much for your time. This has been your girl, Heavenly B, with the Prince George's Daily. Until tomorrow, good day. And for our last story, a passenger who recently traveled to China and was showing flu-like symptoms was escorted off a plane at Baltimore-Washington International Thurgood Marshall Airport Saturday afternoon out of an abundance of caution, airline and health officials say. Medical officers escorted the passenger who had been to Beijing off of a southwest flight from Las Vegas. The Maryland Department of Health said in a statement the sick passenger did not meet the CDC's critical for coronavirus testing, but was referred to a medical facility for evaluation to determine whether additional follow-up is necessary. In an earlier statement to NBC, Southwest Airlines said the crew followed recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control in light of the recent concerns of the coronavirus and passengers would receive the assistance or support they may need. The sick passenger was previously screened and cleared in Mexico and Las Vegas, according to the health department. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. A man is in the hospital after a shooting Sunday afternoon in Columbia Heights. Police say it happened around 12.56 p.m. at Sherman Avenue and Columbia Road. A police spokesman says the victim was conscious and breathing while being taken to the hospital. No other information was immediately available. And for our last story, a passenger who recently traveled to China and was showing flu-like symptoms was escorted off a plane at Baltimore-Washington International Thurgood Marshall airport Saturday afternoon out of an abundance of caution, airline and health officials say. Medical officers escorted the passenger who had been to Beijing off of a southwest flight from Las Vegas. The Maryland Department of Health said in a statement the sick passenger did not meet the CDC's critical for coronavirus testing, but was referred to a medical facility for evaluation to determine whether additional follow-up is necessary. In an earlier statement to NBC, Southwest Airlines said the crew followed recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control in light of the recent concerns of the coronavirus, and passengers would receive the assistance or support they may need. The sick passenger was previously screened and cleared in Mexico and Las Vegas, according to the health department. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres.
This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College. Celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.